Okay, as we prepare for Parshas Miketz, Tavshin, Pei, Aleph, we're now going to do the Parsha segment of today's shir, and already for the second week, uh, we have a new Parsha sheet, um, which is available, uh, you could uh, get this um, courtesy if you go to our website, rabbidg.com, and you subscribe, it will be sent to you um, for uh, courtesy. And the, we're calling it Likute Ben La'ashri. As you see in the left-hand column on the top, this is a picture of the tzaddik of Ranana. He was a resident of Sachachav, and uh, he was a Sagi Nahar. You can't see his eyes that well. But um, he was somebody who was a Aniva Evyoin. He was very poor. He survived the Holocaust. But many Rebbes were very big admirers of him, especially the Gera Rebbe. And uh, supposedly, my great grandfather, Zechazakhlavachin, was his Chavrusa. And I am in possession of many, many of his uh, manuscripts. And we're trying to put together his choice Divrei Torah. Last week we called it Penine, this week we're calling it Likute, because Likute has in it the initials of my great-grandfather, who was the last Rav of Sachachov, Yehuda Leib Volman Hashem Yimkoim Damai. So, um, we're going to begin with the first piece. Now, the first piece I already said over in a share this week, so I'm just going to say it over very briefly, it's, it's quite interesting. Rashi, in the opening of the parsha. In the dream of Parai, where Parai, Vihine min from the river it came up. So Rashi says, the only river that is called Ya'ar is the Nilos, because every other river is basically a natural river, but the Nilos is branched off to, into so many man made channels and canals. And the Nilus rises up and goes into it, so the only river called a Ya'ar is the Nilus. And the Ramban asks, what are you talking about? The Chidekel, the Tigris, is also called Ya'ar in the Navi. So the Tzadik Ranana answers up Rashi that the truth is that in the time of the Torah, oh, the only Ya'ar was Mitzrayim because nobody had, had a need to be in any other land. Mitzrayim was sort of the source of all wisdom in the world. But we know that after, uh, after the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim had a downfall. And the wisdom of Mitzrayim waned, and the wisdom of Shlomo became widespread, and everyone came to Shlomo to learn Chachma. And then Kaiser went to Bavel, and the Chachma went to there. So, now, the Chidakel passes on the east side of Ashur, which is Armenia, Hatzachicha. What does Hatzachicha mean? I don't know. But the, the country of Armenia. Therefore, the, the uh, rabbis who lived in Armenia advised the Gentiles there that what you what used to be done in the Nilos, you should do to the Chidekel. And this way you will rise up and water your lands. And therefore, the Navi, who's talking already about the time of Golis Babel, he calls the Chidekel a Ya'ar. Says the Tzagaranana, I remember when I lived in, uh, when I was in Uzbekistan. I went to the Chidekel, and I was toivel there. That's the river that comes out of Eden. And the people living there made Ya'orim throughout the land. And 
they drew water from man-made canals, from the Chidekel. So they don't have to tolerate. Um, oh, it means arid? Armenia Hatzachicha. Really? Let's see. Do, do, do. Where is it? Oh, Shu Eretz Armenia Tzachicha. Oh, thank you. Reb Nosson saying Tzachicha means it's arid. So I guess they, because it was arid, they had to make canals to water the land, and this way it wouldn't suffer from a, a, a lack of rain. And, um, the bottom line is, says the Sagaranana, that, that he was toivel in that river, and uh, their intention was to sort of mimic Mitzrayim. Okay, let's go on to the next piece. Nar Ivri Eved. The Saramashkim says, Ah, Vishami Tanu Nar Ivri Eved, right? Sarashi brings, Ivri, he, does, he doesn't even know Hebrew. Excuse me, Ivri, he doesn't even know Egyptian. He doesn't even know our language. So the Chemda Shloimeh asks, how could the Saramashkim lie to Parai? That Yosef was 12 years in Mitzrayim and he didn't speak Egyptian? I mean, come on. What do you mean? Rashi says from Chazal, every doesn't even know our language. I don't know, so how was he talking for 12 years over there? So it's very doichek. Now, says it's like we're not an amazing thing. I searched to find the words of Rashi in the Medrash, and I didn't find anything. In other words, this language of Rashi, oh, he doesn't even know our language, is not found in the Medrash. The Medrash just says, even in the Yalkod, Ela Ivri Soine, he hates us. So listen to this uh, very creative shot. When Rashi says he's not makir our language, doesn't mean he doesn't know it. <laughs> Yosef knows Egyptian. Enoi Makir means he disparages our language. He's not Goyris our language. The same way the Arabs, they're not Makir Medina Sisra. They're not Makir the state of Israel. They don't know what the state of Israel is. They know what the state of Israel is. Very, very well they know what it is. But they're not Makirit, meaning they don't recognize it to be a reality because they're not Goyris it. That's what it means that Yosef was not Makir, Egyptian, not that he didn't know it, uh, sure he spoke Egyptian, but he he was not Goyres, the language, he was disparaged the language of Egyptian, that's what Rashi means, that Yosef was not Makir, the language. Now, here's the uh, um, a very interesting drush. The Saramashkim tells Paroi, you know, I dreamed, and the baker dreamed, and it was as he as he interpreted, to me, he restored to my position, and to him he hung. Says the Tzadik Ranana, wait a second. The language here is very uh, superfluous. First, the Saramashkim says, as he interpreted, that's what happened. And then it says, I was restored and he was hung. So why does it have to say I was restored and, and he was hung? That's what happened. Or just say, Vahaya kasher Vahaya, 
that happened kasher posar lano. Why does he have to say, as he interpreted us, it happened, and it happened that I was restored and he was hung. If, if that's what uh, the Saramashkim said, then uh, they knew what, what what it was. Next, how does how is there any indication that this was because Yosef's interpretation was accurate? Maybe. The bottom line is that it's very likely when a king judges two people, one he lets live and one he kills. It's basically like, you know, traffic violations. If the guy before you won the case, you're going to lose the case. You know, if the guy before you lost, you're going to win. You know, it's not it's not uh, brilliant. Oh, Yosef said that if we flip a coin, it's going to be heads. Shkoyach. I mean, uh, he has a pretty good chance. It's not like Yosef. Yosef said either that he's going to be restored or uh, and the other one's going to die. It's midar chateva. Me'adaraba. The fact that the first one died and the baker was killed, so that uh, caused the, the king's anger to, to, to subside. And he was Michael the second one. So once the Sarhamashkin was hung, the Sarhamashkin was uh, saved. May, who says it was because of Yosef's interpretation? Maybe uh, Yosef made an educated guess. Says the Tzadik of Ranana, that's why it repeats not only Kain Haya, but Oisi Heishiv Alkani, I was restored. So don't say that I was restored because the king calmed down. Because Adarabah, he didn't calm down. He hung the other guy after. It must be if I was restored and he was hung, it's because of the interpretation of Yosef. Furthermore, he says, I was restored to my capacity. That is a raya to Yosef's interpretation. Why? Because if it's just that the king calmed down, you know what the king should have said? All right, this bad uh, butler, let him save his skin and get lost. But that he should not only be uh, he should not only be spared, but he should get his job back. I mean, what's the likelihood of that? If you have a butler and he doesn't do a good job, okay, so you don't want to kill him, don't kill him. But uh, but you're not going to put him back in his job. You know, it's like a guy. Imagine a guy has a pizza store and he's caught red-handed that he's using treif cheese. So aside from the fact the guy should be arrested, no one in their right mind is going to give the guy a, a hechsher again. So not only not to get, that the guy should not only be able, not only to be able to walk the streets, he's able to open the store again. There's something odd over here. It must be this Yosef guy knows what he's doing. Okay. Next. The power Is there found? Can we find a guy like this that the Spirit of God is in? There's no one like him. It's a pella. All the sages, they couldn't even say the interpretation. And Yosef knew even the dream, like Chazal say in the Medrash. Chazal say in the Medrash, Paroi started changing the details, and Yosef says, No, 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 that's not what you dreamt. And Paroi was Moideh. 
And he said, Meaning, Paroi acknowledged that Yosef's knowledge was supernatural over here. Because Paro tried to trick Yosef. Paro said, ah, I saw in my dream a flying elephant. Yosef, you didn't see no flying elephants. So why would, so clearly Paro understood that Yosef had supernatural knowledge. So why is he saying, It's not Chachma, it's not Bina. Says the Tzadik Ranana, the Gemara says in Adarim on Lamed Chesam and Aleph, In Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mashar Shchinasai, God does not reside His Shchina only on someone who's strong, wise, and wealthy. So Paroi says, I know it was God. God clearly was Shor Shchina on you, and not on my Chachamim. It must be if God rested on you and not on my Chachamim. That you, my chachamim relative to you are not chachamim. You are much more muflag b'chachma. If God told you this, you're a real chacham. Next, this is one of my favorites. Parshas Miketz is very unique. In that, Rashi quotes the Targum in this week's parsha more than any other parsha in the Torah. Why? Why is Rashi quoting the Targum so much? He says, since Hanukkah is always on Parshas Miketz, you see this? <laughs> I think he just means Hanukkah is always the week of Parshas Miketz. And we know Ner Hanukkah Bismoyal, Ner Hanukkah is on the left side. Which the deeper meaning of that is to illuminate even the Bechina of the Midas Hadin, the left. Targum represents the Achirayim, the Smoil, the left side, the Midas Hadin. So the reason Rashi quotes Targum is this is the week of Hanukkah of the ability of Torah to be Mashpia even on the Achirayim and the Smoil. Okay, interesting. Next. Why did Paro change Yosef's name? You know, Paro sees he's wise, Paro sees he's godly. Paro sees he's talented. So Paro says, Hey, Vayikra, Paro Shem Yosef, Tzaf Nas Why did he change his name? We know there's something called the Shem Ha'etzem and the Shem Ha'toyar. The Shem Ha'etzem is your inherent name. Your Shem Ha'toyar is a name that describes you. It's not your essential name. Like the Gemara says in Erevin. And then the Gemara says, And then the Gemara says, There's a name that describes you and there's a name Ha'etzem. The name Ha'etzem is the source of your life. Like the Pasuk says, Anything that is called to a living spirit, Hishamah is his name. Meaning the name represents your life. In the Sefer HaKadosh Priya Aretz, he says it's Mekubal Atzleinu, that the shame that a person calls his son at the time of Amila is from Ruach HaKodesh, Melamala. And... Just like the shayrash of the soul of a child, part of it, they give the father to call him, 
even though before he was born, uh, nobody knew what his name is, Beruch HaKodesh, God gives the father the right name from where the child's soul will come from. However, a person's Shem HaToyer description, which is, okay, rabbi, doctor, lawyer, plumber, whatever you want to be called, Chacham, Nadiv, is a name that you merit based on your actions. Now we believe, all Chachmas from Hashem. We daven three times a day. Chaneinu meyitcha, Chachma binamadas. So the Shem HaToyer is not your essence, it's given to you, it's superimposed. Paroi, on the other hand, was arrogant in his Chachma, like it says, Eich toimru el Paroi ben Chachomimani. Paroi thought that wisdom was his. So he, Paroi said, your essential shame is your shame hatoyar. The fact that you could decipher dreams that are myst- that are mysterious and encoded in your great wisdom, that is your essence. That is who you are. It's not given to you by God. That's part and parcel of who you are. But, Yosef was not maskim to Paroi's name. Paroi wanted to make Yosef feel that that Safnas Panech was not a God-given talent that Hashem gifted him, but it was his essential personality. And therefore, Yosef was not maskim, Elohoida. He acknowledged Shekol Chachmas Hashem. And therefore, even though Vayikra Hashem Yosef, the Pesach says, Vayoytse Yosef HaKolaretz Mitzayim. Safnas Panech was not, did not go out and stand above Egypt. Yosef went out. He would not allow himself to be called his shame HaToyah, that Pari called him, but instead his shame HaEtzem that his father gave him. Next. Safnas Paneach. Says Rabbeinu The words Safnas Paneach have no friend in all of Chumash. Meaning there's nothing, there's no parallel. We find the Nishmas, Mifaneach Ne'elamim. So there's no, this is not a Hebrew word. It would have to be that Paroinu, right, Rabbi Mechai says, no, but we, we don't find a similar a word in Chumash. But we find it in Nishmas. Now, if it comes from Nishmas, then Pari would have to know the language of Canaan, which uh, is close by, and the Ramban says as well, that Pari was well-versed in Hebrew, because he was an, a neighbor of Israel. Says the Sagranana, how could that be? Doesn't the Gemara say that Yosef had a swear to Pari, that he won't tell anyone that Pari doesn't know Hebrew? So how could you say, Tzafnas Paneach comes from a Hebrew word? Says the Tzagranana, I disagree with the Ramban Rabbeinu B'chai. Safnas Paneach is not in Lashon HaKodesh. And therefore, it has no source in the Chumash. Aye, it's in the Torah. There are Aramaic words in the Torah as well, like Yigar Sohadusa. So Safnas Paneach is not Hebrew, it's Aramaic. This name is also Aramaic. I, why is it in Nishmas? How could it be in Nishmas if it's not Hebrew? Says the Tagranana. Because once it's mentioned in the Torah, it could be mentioned in Tefillah. 
But a, a Nochwi does not know Lashon HaKodesh. The word Tzazanech is Aramaic. And why is it in the davening? Because it's already in the Chumash. But it's an Aramaic word. But Goy, but Gentiles, they have no connection to Lashon HaKodesh. Aye, there are Arbiim that speak Ivris. Or there are other Goyim that speak Ivris. Nah, that's not Lashon HaKodesh. That's the language of Terach. There are two languages, the Tzachar says. There's Ivrit and there's Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is the language of the Jewish people. Ivrit is the language of Terach. Who speaks that language? Arbiim. Paroi, but it's not a Hebrew word. It's a Yerushalayim Tarach that comes from Eivar They have a lang- they have a script and a language like Chazal say. I and this that Badia called Moshe Rabbeinu Loshen Akoydesh Kiminash Amayim Meshisu. So that means we see an Egyptian do, didn't know Loshen Akoydesh. You could say she already converted before she used that name. Like it says, Vater Bas Paroi Lurchoitz. To bathe and to and to convert. Therefore, she was zoicha to real lashon hakodesh. You could say the same thing. The name that Poiti Farah called Eishas Yosef is Asnas. That Rabbeinu Avichai says she called her that he called her that because she was found in a snare. This is lashon ivri, not lashon hakodesh. But as all the Sfarim tell us, all the languages have a shorish in. Lashon HaKodesh. Paroi knew Ivris. Potiphera knew Ivris. Goyim could speak Ivris. Jews speak Lashon HaKodesh. Tzafnas Paneach is not a Hebrew word. It's a Aramaic word, an Ivris word. The fact that it's a Nishmas, once it's in the Torah, it could be in the Tefillah. Marv Ravosai, short day. I'm going to wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for joining. And uh, Bracha V'Hatzlacha. A Freilichen rest of Hanukkah and a wonderful Shabbos. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.